You are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. So hello, everyone. Today, the guest on the podcast, Ideas and Leaders, is my friend Raj Singh. Uh, he is a TEDx speaker, he's award-winning author, and uh, he is also a business advisor investor, and he's an artist, a global recording artist, and lead singer of an international band. And uh, Raj is an expert in financial freedom because he is the founder of uh, Financial Freedom Mastery Academy. And uh, today he will tell us a little bit about his project and also share his uh, inspiration with us uh, on the communication in business and in uh, the... Also, he will share some uh, ideas from his uh, performing uh, life, not only from business. Hi, Raj. It is great to have you uh, here today. Hello, Elena. So good to see you again. I'm excited to uh, actually speak with you. Uh, here on this uh, interview. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for being here with us today. And uh, I'm sure that you can bring a lot of value to our listeners. I know that uh, you're an expert in the passive income and you have this Financial Freedom Mastery Academy. I heard you speaking about it. It's really exciting what you do. So what is your story? How did you get to where you are? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. Yes. Um, well, it was great, uh, meeting you when I spoke in, uh, the Google campus in Warsaw, um, Poland. And, uh, there I presented the financial freedom mastery program, uh, which, uh, the highlights of that program is, uh, money personalities. Um, so it's a great program that I was able to la launch and, um, the founder of. And the way I got into money personalities, or they call me the passive income artiste because the artiste part, because yes, I'm an entertainer on stage, but the passive income part, because um, I focus on passive income businesses, businesses that you can uh, uh, start up. And once you have that machine running, it keeps just going and going and running um, for you uh, without you having to do much work after that, because you set that system up, that golden goose, if you will, that keeps laying the golden eggs. And I was able to get into this type of financial freedom and passive income uh, field because as a kid, my parents, uh, they got divorced and money always became an issue because if one parent didn't have, you know, more money, then the other one would want more child support and so forth. And, and I always saw that, you know, growing up and uh, I was told to study hard and get a scholarship to go to school. And I did study hard and I did end up getting a partial scholarship to go to school, but I couldn't afford the, the other half um, of the funds to go. My parents, you know, hardworking people, they just couldn't afford the other half. And it was then that I learned a lesson at a young age that I wanted to figure out this money thing, how it works and how to create generational wealth so that my future family um, would never have to go this, through that type of uh, struggle again with money. So I started um, once I got older and I uh, went to college, I started different home-based business opportunities and I started really reading books and following mentors, um, going to seminars and just getting educated on how wealth was created. Uh, that started my journey onto uh, what I have now, now decades of you know just studying it and how wealth's created and having mentors and um, people that I learned from. 
and just packaging that for an opportunity that other people can benefit from today. That's why my passion is just helping other people uh, see how they can have passive income working for them so they, they can truly create a lifestyle that they deserve and the financial freedom to do what they want, when they want. It's amazing. And uh, I love that passion that you have. I remember when I was listening to you uh, in the Google campus a couple of years ago and we met and you were presenting your program. It was uh, really interesting to listen. So. Can you tell us a bit the basics of your passive income program? So I remember that you were telling about four money personalities and how differently people approach money, actually, which was very interesting for me. So can you share what are those different types? What are the differences and where can we start uh, building this passive income? Sure. Uh, the way it starts is because if you look at most conflicts in the household, most arguments and fights, it's typically about what? It's about what they say money, right? Even more than love or anything else. It's, it's, it's money issues that, that are the root of it. And, um, a lot of times it's because we all have different money personalities and we're trying to coexist with each other. So if you think about it, a lot of the gurus out there, they all talk about mindset, which I believe that to be very foundational. Um, for success is, is learning about mindset. We all have a different mindset. But what comes even before mindset that not a lot of people speak about is your personality. Your personality is formed by the time you're age seven or eight years old. And then after that's formed, it's very hard to change your personality um, unless you do a lot of work. So pretty much you're, you're stuck with that personality, but yet we know so little about it, right? And then when you have different personalities, uh, colliding with each other. So that's why we show you in our program how to not only find out what your personality is and your money personality is, but what those people around you, your coworkers, your spouse, your kids, um, because it could, that's why some, some people say like, uh, they, they argue and say like, why do you spend so much money and you just give away your money and you're so careless with it. And then you have another person say, why do you hold on to your money so much? You never want to let it go and just live a little, right? Those are all different money personalities. And once we understand what they are and the people around us, then it could, it could really have, we can have a better world because of it, because it starts at home, you know, with how, with the people we interact with. So the uh, first money personality we get into are the, um, competitive money personalities and competitive money personalities. We may know people like that. They, um, they're very competitive in nature, right? They're, they're, uh, very action oriented. They walk very fast. They think big. They dream big. They're very free with their money. Typically they have a lot of money because they're so competitive. Um, and then the next personality, for example, is that I'll go into the spontaneous money personality and spontaneous. Uh, they're very uh, carefree with their money as well, but they're very emotional. Whereas a competitive personality is more logical, the uh, spontaneous is more just emotional. So spontaneous personalities are very good for sales. They're good for real estate agents, for example. Um, anything to do with selling to someone because they're the life of the party. You just want to gravitate to them, right? But because of their carefree, live-in-the-moment lifestyle, they also lose money quickly. So if you're a competitive or a spontaneous, for example, you probably have a lot of money but you've probably also um, declared bankruptcy. And if you haven't yet, then, you know, most cases are you will. And then if not, then, or if you do, because you'll build it all back up again, only to lose it again. That's typically the, the those two personalities because they play big. They go hard or they go home. That's what they're used to. So they're all about investing with the home equity line of credit on their house, like losing anything. They take big risks. And we meet people like that in life because they're the most CEOs of companies. Uh, it's, it's in the high uh, 80s 
percentile of CEOs in all businesses are one of these two personalities. So you need them to operate. But the downside, everyone has downsides, right? And their personality is they may not relate enough to uh, people. Sometimes people say that they don't have uh, sympathy or empathy, I should say, uh, for people kind of like the Steve Jobs of the world or Elon Musk. If you look at their uh, personality types as well, or the documentaries, you'll see some of that too. And then we have the other two personalities as well. Yeah. I Did you want to hear about that also? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you were speaking about those spontaneous, I thought immediately that this is me because I'm so spontaneous. But when you said about bankruptcy, I got scared <laughs> because this is actually what I observe about myself. You know, I'm always like, yes, let's go and travel. Let's uh, buy this. Let's go there. And then yes. there, there is my husband who is actually an expert in finance and working with Goldman Sachs and uh, doing those all those big Excel spreadsheets. Then he's like, no, let's calculate, ah. let's uh, count, L let's see for the uh, upcoming five years if we can afford this or not. So I think that, you know, this is, uh, I'm more on this first side. What kind of personalities uh, are there left I see. Thanks to for identify that. my husband? <laughs> well, that would be similar to your husband from what you say. The next one that we discuss is a methodical money personality. And the methodical money personalities, they love numbers. They love data. Just give them research and information. They'll research the research. They love having great credit scores. They love having a budget. They take pride in it. They don't owe anyone any money. They have so much pride in managing their budget and spreadsheets and things like that. Whereas the other two personalities, they don't even want to hear about budget. They're all about living in the moment and living life to the fullest, which is also good. But it has to come with some restrictions. Then you have the methodical money personalities that uh, they want to have a credit score, but they never use their credit for anything. You know, it's it's kind of like they want to have all the, the savings and, and save for a rainy day, but they splurge and, and they don't, you know, usually live life like that. So they normally need uh, coaches and people to hold them accountable to show them how to how to do more of that, you know, of those other things. Uh, so that's the methodical money personality. And the last personality we say, and we relate all of these to billionaires that you may know. So for, for the spontaneous money personality, we relate that to Trump, right? Donald Trump, um, love him or hate him. Uh, he you know, is a very successful businessman of some sorts. And, and you see how he risks bigs and play big, right? And uh, I remember when I went to his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida and um, to see him speak there and uh, his staff just saying that he doesn't play by anyone else's rules, which you see. He sticks to his personality. He knows his lane and he just stays in that and he wins, right? So that's why, um, as you see, you know, everyone sees us. It's, it's so transparent that he, um, his personality, he doesn't listen to <laughs> what the, his advisors say and he just does what he yeah. wants to do, but yet it got him with today. And if you look at, uh, for spontaneous money personalities or the competitive money personalities, those would be like Elon Musk. Um, maybe Sir Richard Branson, they think big, they, they go big, everything that they do is very big. And the methodical money personality I mentioned with the numbers, very methodical, they love numbers, that would be more like a Warren Buffett type of uh, investor, where they stick to uh, the rules, they follow processes and systems, very diligent. So for example, Warren Buffett, when I was at the Berkshire Hathaway uh, annual convention in uh, in um, in the States here that they have every year. And even Warren Buffett said that he missed a lot of the dot-com era, that whole wave when it happened with Amazon and eBay and all these dot-com companies. He missed profiting from that because he 
um, was stuck in his ways of, you know, his systems of not doing any of that new stuff. And uh, even with him missing that whole wave, he's still one of the richest men in the world. So it shows, once again, if you, if you know your personality, you stick to it, you stay in your lane, that's what you can accomplish. And the last one I'll talk about is the humanistic money personality. And that are the people that love the touchy, feely, hugs. You hug them when you see them. You don't shake their hand, you know. The humanistics, they, we relate this to Oprah Winfrey, for example. Uh, love humanity, love to do causes and charity work and things like that. And it was very hard for us to find a billionaire that was a humanistic because, because they usually typically just give all of their money and everything. They're shut off their back. They'll give to someone else. So typically it's hard to find a, a financially successful uh, humanistic personality type because they would give away everything. So they need coaches um, that hold them accountable to taking care of themselves first and still, um, you know, people rely on them so much and they give away everything. So they need people to just show them how to, how to, how to enjoy some of the things themselves. And we show you in our program with these four personalities, how because of your money personality, once you go through our quiz and identify which one you are within a few minutes, then we, we let you know it's videos of me speaking directly to you, training you on what the type the best type of businesses you should get involved with are and are not, which type of industries you should get involved with, which type of uh, mentors and coaches you should hire, and which ones you should not hire because of your specific. This is so interesting. Knowing your type of personality, you can already choose what kind of investments to make. Um, I'm sure that uh, your Financial Freedom Mastery Academy really important, interesting for people who want to uh, invest to start a new business. So, and uh, speaking about business, uh, Raj, I know that you invested in uh, multiple businesses and that you're quite successful in uh, business and passive income. So what, uh, in your opinion, what is, uh, what are the, the most important qualities in a business? You already said that you should have mentors, yeah, so uh, what would you recommend? What are the most important qualities we need to develop in our... So people always ask me, um, what's the best vehicle, for example, um, to get involved with what type of business because I've done so many of them. And my answer is always the same. It depends, you know, because you know, whether it's apartment building investing or ATM machines where you can be the bank and own an ATM machine and people go to your, you know, ATM machine and withdraw funds as the owner of that ATM machine or whether it's foreign exchange, currency trading or from your cell phone, you know, you could just uh, log in and trade from the beach anywhere in the world and just log in and just do trades um, or, or have it mirror with successful traders trades and do that or, you know, all these different types of business opportunities, especially now with, uh, let's say, Amazon stores are a big thing as well. Um, where you don't have to have inventory, but you're just copy and pasting products from other uh, suppliers and so forth. So, you know, any of those things could be good. But what I think uh, it really boils down to is um, the timing, the timing of it, number one, um, which is the best. So, for example, with, with uh, what we're experiencing right now with the pandemic and, and COVID, um, a lot of people are home. A lot of people are shopping online. So any of those businesses are just booming right now with the Amazon stuff and, and Shopify and Walmart sellers and so forth. So I think those are some of the best um, type of opportunities and businesses to get into. So to answer your question, I would say the first thing is timing. It just depends on timing. And then second, um, seeing how much you have to allocate to invest um, and what your risk level is, you know, do you have excess funds? So you're okay with doing the higher risk things or um, do you not have excess funds? And then you want to make sure it's more secure investments. So the type of returns you're getting um, and what I look for specifically is what gives me the least amount of work. 
because I do a lot of other things. And even if I don't, if I'm not doing a lot of other things, I want to do other things. Like I want to spend time with, for just me, I'm, I, I love spending time with family, with friends, with business partners. I love to have a flexible schedule. Just like you said, you love to travel. I know you do. You travel a lot, uh, like myself. And uh, I love to travel, you know, even with the COVID lockdown, I think I'm at 19 countries this year, um, uh, wow, <laughs> which is a lot. lot. So I, 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 a lot. I live 19 different countries uh, and I've done several times, but that's because I love to travel and I've created my life where I'm able to do what I love like that. So uh, for me, I like whatever's passive the most. That's what I look at as well. So, um, and it doesn't mean that, there's no work going into those machines because let's be real, there, everything needs someone doing the work. But no one said, I have to do the work. I have teams of people for different types of uh, businesses that do the work basically. And uh, that's why it's able to run. So I've developed systems like that. So I look for that. What's the most hands-off approach where I can have those things uh, basically work for me? That's just some. Obviously, there's more There's more you know, things that I look at um, when, when I'm evaluating a business. I'll tell you what, one of the key things I look at is someone that's been there done that successfully and i've always used that that um, mentality that mindset for any type of business or any endeavor that i've ever done including singing on stage and being entertained all around the world which is after i left corporate america after i left my job and my bachelor's of science degree not using that degree anymore after i left and retired from all of that that's when I got into the entertainment business. And, you know, I use those same principles there. And I could tell you, you know, so many other um, endeavors that I've done, but I use the principle that I found someone that was successful at doing what I want to do. And then I took notes and that was it. So no matter what business it is, I don't care if someone tells me about the hottest next new thing, like, oh, travel to Mars and you can make money doing it. I'm not interested unless I know someone that's already profitable doing that thing. And then that's the person I'll be learning from. I just find it a lot better use of my time to leverage other people's time by not making those mistakes that they did. Yeah, this is, uh, this is really important to have mentors and someone who already been there and uh, to learn from them. And uh, Raj, you mentioned that, that you're uh, performing. Um, so let's speak about this a little bit. First of all, I'm very interested to know how in the first place you got into this. Uh, I know that uh, you were on many stages all over the world. So first, how did you start um, performing? And um, yeah, so how did you become the part of the band? <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. After I left my job and, and then I had a list of things that I would do uh, once I retired, you know, just kind of like a dream list of how my days would be scheduled. I'd be on this board and that board, take take a music class, take a karate class, whatever it was, you know, all these different things. Um, and one of those were music. And I would sing at little, uh, I would say, fundraisers for like churches and things like that in, in our community. And um, I just kept doing that. And uh, one time I performed with the band and they were my backup band for me singing. And after that, they just really liked my uh, personality. And long story short, they just... Uh, offered me a position to be um, a singer in their band and uh, I then took it and ran with it and uh, I used the same principles I use in business is you know studying what works and just doing that just doing what works for other people and you know take notes studying them and I did that and very quickly they were already making things happen all around the world uh, successfully and I jumped on that train that was already moving but then I was able to bring my own style and, and creativity to it and uh 
you know, we were able to just go even further with it. And it's just a ton of excitement, but it's, it's, it's exciting for me and uh, touches my heart because uh, not many people that you know, I'm sure that are a technical person, a computer science graduate like myself, where we're able to use one hemisphere of our brain. And now I'm able to use the entire other hemisphere of my brain and entertain people on stage. We're like, cool color outfits and cool color clothes and everything and, and hairstyles and all this stuff and go on stage and really interact with people and entertain them. It's a whole different hemisphere of my brain. And it's exciting for me because I never would have known that was possible if I was still working 40, 80, 100 hours a week at a job. But it's only because I became, uh, thankfully, thank God, financially free because I studied mentors. I took action on it and I did what they said. And my timeline, you know, I, I wanted to retire in my, right out of college at 21 and I didn't, I was a few years late. It took, it, it was in my mid twenties that I left, you know, so it was a few years later, but it still happened for me. And because of that, I was able to find other passions. So the moral of the story is you never know what talents and abilities you might have that aren't even discovered yet. Yes, this is amazing that having been in corporate America and you're now uh, performing and uh, entertaining people and uh, you're actually on a lot of big stages. And um, can you share a bit of your experience? How does it feel um, speaking? Because you're also a speaker and I know that you're a great yes. speaker, you're speaking, but when you're performing, do you feel this um uh, maybe anxiety or nervousness that we very often feel before some important presentation? How does it feel performing in front of a huge audience? Oh, big time. It's such a rush for me. Um, there's a, a quote from the movie Braveheart that I love. It says, everyone dies, but not everyone truly lives. Everyone dies, but not everyone truly lives. And when I'm on stage, whether I'm speaking or I'm singing, entertaining people, I'm truly alive in that moment. I just love that rush that I get. And uh, yes, I get nervous. I get nervous all the time. But what I love about communicating with the audience, just like a DJ, it's the same way. A good DJ doesn't play uh, already rehearsed uh, you know, playlist. He goes with the feeling of the audience and I'm able to do the same. So when I'm singing on stage, I'm looking at which songs and what things to do to interact with the crowd based on that moment. And it's the same thing when I speak on stage, I'm looking to see what the audience needs who they are and what I could speak as well. So I love that about communicating to the audiences. I get to really factor my presentation based on them. So whether I'm doing those things or I'm emceeing on stage, it's all the same principle. I learned the foundational principle of it. Just do what your audience, give them what they want, that specific audience. And I'm able to just, uh, you know, do that and deliver as well. But I do get nervous unless, let's say I'm doing the same songs, the same presentation, let's say parts of it that I've done hundreds of times. So I'm not as nervous about that, but I'm always trying new things. There's always new things, new songs that are relevant. There's always new uh, parts of my speech that uh, are relevant. Uh, let's say if I go to a new country, I'm going to say uh, a few things that they can relate to differently, right? So for those things, I get nervous, but um, I still get it. But my personality is I go in spite of it anyway. Um, I, it's not that I have no fear. I just know how to act in spite of fear. And I like throwing myself in these uncomfortable situations where um, it has me feeling uncomfortable, but I know because of that, I'm growing. So for example, when I did my, my TEDx talk, and, and I know you're just a master at uh, the whole TEDx platform and, and being a, an organizer and, and all of that, and just such a great platform, but I knew that uh, there was so much counting on that talk. So I remember when I did that, I'm literally drinking water right before I walk on stage. And as soon as I got on stage and opened my mouth, I got dry throat. It was just incredible for me to notice and become aware 
of that physical response my body had instantly. So there was no chance I was going to have a dry mouth because I just had water. I had chopstick on my lips and everything because that's one of my signs that I get when I get nervous on stage. Um, and it was just, I've never had it that bad before, except in that moment. I mean, my mouth was so dry. I was like, I couldn't even feel any type of moisture and it was instant that it happened, but I still did what I had to do anyway. So yes, I get that way. Do you get that way? I'm curious. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Being a trainer and a coach and speaking to people basically all the time and a lecturer at the university every time, you know, before we get we get to speak to big audience, then uh, I think this is like an automatic reaction. Um, So I know that a lot of people, a lot of my clients, as I'm a communication coach, I'm working with people who are afraid of uh, speaking in public or speaking up online as well. So what would be your recommendation for such a person uh, who is afraid of speaking up? who maybe has something to say, but is uh, worried, uh, nervous. What would you recommend also taking into consideration your performing experience and also uh, speaking on stages? Uh, what uh, what would be your recommendation? How would you encourage them? Sure. I'll encourage them by saying, stop being selfish. And you're like, what? Stop being selfish. And that's what I had a mentor tell me when I started. Uh, and I had, had some very great tips from from different people. And one of them, I remember, stopped being selfish. I'm like, huh, what are you talking about? I'm not a selfish guy. That's why I'm speaking, because I'm not selfish. And then they pointed out, well, if you really weren't selfish, then you would be thinking about more of how your speech can impact that listener, that person listening to you, how you can potentially be changing their life. What are you speaking for? What are you hoping to impart upon them? And if that's what you're um, attempting to do is is to change their life, motivate them, inspire them, uh, transform them. If you're focused on that result, focus on your result instead of you being selfish, thinking about how you're going to look. What do you think? You're going to look foolish. You're going to have a hair out of place. You're going to trip. You're going to stutter. You know, you're going to get dry mouth. So what if you do? And if the worst thing happens, so what? And then they had me go through a list of what's the worst thing that could happen? What are you scared of? Okay, you look, you look foolish. You embarrass yourself. Okay, now what? So now they know you're not perfect. Okay, now what? Now what? What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. So once, you know, it helps. I won't say that these things um, just lift it and I'm never uh, uh, scared again or, or have that fear or nervous or have anxiety. Not at all. But they're little tricks that we can do little hacks to help us. So that's how, how I think of it. So I try to just get out of my own head and think of how what I'm saying can affect that person. That's number one, you know, which is not being selfish. And then number two, so what? What's the worst that can happen? Those two things I think are key. And then the third thing would be, those are mindset things. And then I would say the third thing would be more of the mechanical things like, okay, if, uh, you know, I realized that uh, early on that I would have uh, dry lips and dry mouth, so now I started having chapstick right before I go on, and then that helped the lip problem. And I had someone tell me that, you know, after, and I'm like, oh, great idea. Let me try that. It was so simple. So just think of those things, like whatever you can do to alleviate that anxiety, whether it's going over your notes with someone beforehand, you know, have these Zoom calls, for example, uh, speaking to an audience, a couple friends or some people you trust so you can practice it more. Just think of whatever mechanical things you could do to alleviate whatever it is you're nervous about, you know, whether it's the content or, or if it's forgetting your lines, then have bullet points on a card. Um, you know, there's so many different things you can do like that. Thank you for all those tips. It is really very useful, and uh, we need to we need to 
understand that our message can actually impact others and we're speaking not only for ourselves but for others an amazing message so um thank you very much raj for sharing your experience with us for sharing some tips uh, what would be your final recommendations call to action to our listeners i would say i actually have a gift for uh your listeners your viewers that i would like to share with them um it's a gift of i told you we have a money personality assessment on the website financial freedom mastery academy where you can have just in about 2 to 3 minutes you can do an assessment and then you see your money personality where i'm training you with training videos or personality type and uh for just a few hundred dollars just a few hundred dollars you can have the results of that uh but what what i wanted to offer uh your listeners for your group um is an opportunity to have that at a discounted price so instead of a few hundred dollars you can have it at a discount all the way to zero how about that zero so for a limited That's time uh, to your viewers you can have it for uh complimentary from me because of you and uh your viewers can go to kingrajgift.com that's k i n g r a j g i f t kingrajgift.com and just sign up and you can have uh that complimentary for uh your listeners and i also just want to say that um you said what action tip can i give them and that would be to follow you follow elena um uh, because i just have to say thanks for having me um on this episode of yours and i know that you're just always doing big things making things happen and whatever you're selling i'm buying because you are um a true product i would say of of great systems and uh um just things that that you're you're on the right track i know that we've talked about a lot of uh, uh groups and companies that you've studied with and i know we both go way back in that so you've learned from the best of the best so i would encourage your listeners your audience that whatever it is that you're offering them i would urge you guys to definitely take part of that because she knows what she knows thank you <laughs> thank you very much raj that was supposed to be uh your Uh, promoting you and your <laughs> knowledge and experience but thank you very much for your kind words so i will put this link uh for your gift for our listeners under our episode so that they will have access anytime they listen and uh, where can our listeners contact you if they want to reach out and ask some questions oh great great on that uh website you'll have all my social media platforms on there as well and if you just click around you'll see that uh you can whatsapp me directly you can send me an email all of that's there um you know with different country codes and so forth but you know whatsapp might be the best thing but basically if you go to uh kingrajgift.com and and you'll see all my social media there which will redirect you to thekingraj.com is basically my social media hub and it'll have a contact whatsapp link there as well or email you know any how you like you can you can find me I'm sure perfect thank you very much thank you for being with us today thank you elena take care Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag #ideasandleaders. See you in the next episode.